copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Clark County, Wyoming, Sheriff's Office, calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 278 to Gargana State Prisoner. Be on the lookout for Earl Duran, 6 feet 2 inches, weight 170 pounds. This man escaped from the Cody, Wyoming, Julio, March the 16th. He is armed and dangerous. That's all. Rules and prisoners. committed at the point of a gun. Some of it is perpetrated by the unseen bandits of grit and dust who take the man with defenseless bulk oils and bore from within to undermine the efficiency of your motor, shatter its morale, and ultimately send it to the condemned road. For that reason, tens of thousands of Western motors are entrusting the lives of their motors to Rio Loop, the great lubricant that wears the impenetrable armor of steel's tamper-proof cans making Rio Lube the perfect bodyguard of every vital moving part. This pure 100% paraffin-based motor oil is so completely de-waxed and de-jellied that the most severe cold weather cannot change its quick, smooth flow to every part of your motor. If a thousand miles have rolled by since your last oil change, do this. When you turn into the nearest Rio Grande station in the morning for that tank full of cracked gasoline, have the crankcase drained and take aboard some Rio Lube or Rio Grande, Pennsylvania. There are no finer motor oils sold in the West. The story we are to hear tonight has been taken from the confidential files of the sheriff of Park County, Wyoming. Its solution was made possible by the cooperation of the law enforcement agencies of the region in which it occurred, and as another example of the cooperation of such agencies, Sheriff Eugene Biscuit of Los Angeles County has asked under Sheriff A.C. Jewell to open our program. The theme of calling all cars has been for six years the fact that crime does not pay. And like other programs dealing with the criminal element, it never has been a glorification of the criminal. Rather, a glorification of the work a peace officer does in proving to the criminal element the losing nature of crime. Our office has been asked many times if our opinion calling all cars contribute to the public good. We can truthfully say this program does a great deal of good. We, the law enforcement officers who appear in these programs, know that through this program over the years, a new understanding and appreciation of the law enforcement officers has resulted. We feel also the one thing young and old alike have learned in calling all cars is that crime is definitely losing proposition. In the city of Powell, Wyoming, a group of young boys are gathered about a tall youth holding a gun. Yeah, that's a swell rifle. Let me see it. Don't fall with it, Bill. Loaded. Nice. Savage 22, high power. Boy, I bet you could kill an elk with that one. Sir. I've done it. Killed an elk? Sure, lots of them. When? Last winter. All right, boys. Well, you take number two, Carson. Bill, you take number three. Yes, sir. Uh, fire at will. Range 50 yards. Fifty's too close, Mr. Smith. Can I use the 200-yard target? No, the 50's hard enough. You do well to hit it. Yeah? Just watch it. Oh, boy, look at that. Five shots and five bullseyes. I uh, nuts. I could do that with a blown eye. Well, maybe you had better take the other target. Yes, sir. That won't make any difference. 
guys that can. Give it to Smith. He's a guy that can't move. Mr. Smith, mind if I go over to the archer target? This is no fun. I never miss what I'm shooting at. Then one day, as the snow whipped about the home of the Durands near Powell, Earl Durand lay on a pain racket floor. Will my boy get well, Doctor? Yeah, I can't tell yet, Mrs. Durand. He's got the Doctor. He's always having a worry. He's our only son. How did he get shot like this? You tell him, will you? You see, Doctor, Earl had been out hunting. He had just come in. He was sitting there by the fire, getting ready to clean his gun. Mao and I were just Luck today, early? Sure, Dad. A couple of bobcats. Didn't see much to see that. You don't see how you could see anything in this blizzard. Oh, I don't have to see them very well to see them. Aren't you hungry, son? No, Mother, thanks. I had a steak. Where'd you get a steak? Where'd you cook it? Oh, I didn't cook it. I ate it just as it was. Raw? Here, I wanted to try it once. Some of the fellows down at school were talking about it. They said it was good, so I said I'd try it. Guess you didn't like it, did you? Oh, not much. Well, it's a bad though. I'll forget this. Well, you'd better not tell anybody about it. They'll think you're a wild man. What if you hear so long and they're scared? Well, you'd better be careful taking that rifle apart. It might be loaded. No, no, I unloaded it. I don't care what they call me, Ma. <laughs> Some of the fellows already call me Tarzan of the Two Guys. That's silly. Oh, I don't know. I do love to live outdoors as much as I can. The air is cold and crisp. I love to have the snow blowing in my face. To hear the wind howling up there among the mountains. Listen to it howling outside. Uh, you better watch what you're doing instead of gazing at the rafters while you're loading that gun. Well, that's that for tomorrow. I'll just leave it here on the mantel. Oh, oh, oh my God! Mother, there! Holy! He lost the gun. Put him in bed. Then we called you. I'm so afraid he's going to die, Doctor. Father. He's uh, come too. Yes, son. I'm coming. Uh, Mother, now take it easy, girl. You'll be all right. Well, I've got why. Sure, you will. Just get lots of rest. Stay out in the open all you can when you get up and around. You'll be all right. Thank you, Doctor. I'll be out every day for a while to take a look at him. That bullet punctured a lung. I have to fight tuberculosis for a while. We'll take good care of him. As soon as he's able to get about, let him sleep outside as much as he can. Don't keep him cooped up. Well, I'll run along. See you tomorrow, son. Months rolled by. Gradually, Earl Duran recovered, but his point of view toward life had changed with the passing days. The faraway hills, the trees, called to him more strongly than ever. Early? It's about time you got back to school, don't you think? I'm not going back to school, then. Boy, that's nonsense. Well, you've only finished the first year in high school. I'm not going back. But, son, I want you to have a good education. I want you to have every chance you can. Dad, I couldn't stand to be cooped up in the schoolroom again. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. Work around some of the ranches, I guess. Hunt a little. I can keep them, sir. But you never amount to anything that way. So what? What difference does it make? What's the use of struggling to make a lot of money, raise a family? What does it get you? Well, it's mighty comforting to know you're a good citizen. Oh, nuts. I don't care anything about being a good citizen. I don't bother anybody. I don't want to be around a lot of people. I, I just don't like crowds. I'd rather be off in the mountains by myself. Well, Ellie, you know your own mind, I guess. When you decide to settle down, there'll always be a place for you here. Oh, gee, Dad. You talk like I was going to run away or something. 
I'll be in every week or so to get some fresh clothes and some salt and stuff. Where are you going now, son? Well, Gus and his kid and Tom and I have gone up above the city to see if we can get an elk or two. Why, don't you know you're not supposed to shoot elk up there? Sure, but Gus has got to have some meat to last and go spring. It's the only way to get it. Besides, it'll be a lot of fun. Sometimes you worry me, son. Ah, cheer up, Dad. I'll be all right. See you Sunday. On Sunday, March 12th, Earl and his companion stopped four elk on the Sertone Reservation and left them there, planning to return next day and haul the meat home. Game wardens discovered the slaughtered elk and placed the stakeout to seem to capture the poachers. Through the long, icy day, Deputy Warden's wife, King, and Boyd Benyon waited for the men to return. Ian, the Alvin Benyon? No, not a sign. It'll be along before dark. I'll bet a buck on it. You know, it wouldn't be so bad if this wind had let up a little. Wait a minute. Thought I heard a car coming. Huh? Hmm, you're right. There's a car coming up the trail. See it yet? Yeah, there it is. Stopping over there where the elk carcasses are. They're going to load them on. Let's take it. Okay. Stay right where you are. We're game, Martin. So what? See the stuff? Oh, no, you don't. Get on the running board, can you? I got it. Oh, all right, you birds. Get him up. Just see you, Warden. I'm leaving you at this point. Try and catch him. Hey, get that guy, can you? Run away. Hey, stop. Stop it on shoot. Now, let him go, King. We'll take these fellas in and get him later. Okay, get this stand started. Let's get into town. Well, he got away. Couldn't see very well. Missed him every time, I think. Oh, never mind. We'll get him in the morning. I know who he was. That Duran boy, Earl. <laughs> The trial of the captured poachers was deferred until the time the escaped man would be captured. On March 14th, Deputy Warden Leonard Morris, King, Benyon, and Tex Kennedy trailed Duran to a cul-de-sac in Sertone Canyon. Separating, King and Benyon advanced in a flanking move to surprise the fugitive. See him over there in that rock, King? Yes. That's Duran, all right. He's the one who got away from us Monday night. I'm going to yell at him. Go ahead. Come out of there, Duran. We've got you covered. Yes, he's shooting. You're telling me. I'm going to put one under the rock right by his head. I've got the warning, Duran. Come out with your hands in the air. Standing up. Drop that rifle. Don't get so excited, Benyon. I'm not going to shoot you. Yeah? Well, what do you call that shot you just took at me? Listen, Benyon. I was just fooling with you. Anytime I get ready to shoot you, you'll be shot. I don't miss. So I've heard. Get the shots on him, Benyon. Okay. Never mind, never mind. I'm not going to try to get away. Let's go. You're not going to be so willing to go along as you don't stop shooting at people. Hey, Jim, bring Duran over here. What's up? I think you got this fake beef, Duran. What do you think? I think you killed that beef just a little while ago. Still warm. So what? Killing somebody else's cattle is a felony, young man. That's going to be a tough rest. <laughs> sentence of the court, therefore, that you, Gus, should be confined in the county jail for a period of 60 days, and that you pay to the clerk of the court a fine of $100. Your I'm going to put you two younger boys on probation for a period of six months. Uh, you, Earl Durand, I hereby sentence to a term of six months in the county jail and a fine of $100. Six months? Yes, young man, six months. 
Why? Didn't you admit you did the shooting that killed the elf? Well, yes, but... And uh, didn't you admit that the other men with you were merely in uh, illegal possession of the meat? But six months, Judge, I can't stand being in jail for six uh, months. In addition to that, young man, you'll be tried on the charge of beef killing. And I might remind you that is a felony. You'll receive a much longer sentence for that offense. Longer sentence? Longer than six months? Why, you can't do this to me. I won't stay in jail. You can't keep me in jail. You can't! For the love of Mike, I'm do you have to keep pacing up and down like that? You think this year's guy's never been inside a jail before? <laughs> Shut up, all of you. You're just a pack of coyotes yapping, always yapping. Ah, forget it. Six months ain't long. You'll get used to it. Six months. Long time. Let me out of here. I gotta get out of here. I stand your lad. You'll have Riley in here on your neck. Let me try. He'll be here to feed us in a little while. Okay, it's fine. Here comes the club, fellas. Hey, hey, where's your arm? What's wrong with you guys? Here I am, Mr. Riley. He is Riley with a damn move on him. Get back there, all of you. I'll plug the first guy to make the move. Think I'm going to sit here and rock in this hole? You're not. This son of Mr. Riley is going to come right in handy. Come on, Riley. On your feet. We'll leave it now. Oh, take it easy, young fella. This is my precious nice gold, that little bottle. Come on, get going. Oh, Trust me. Okay. Don't get nervous with that gun. Oh. Close the door. Uh, where to, Duran? Through the chair. Oh. Nice 30-30 automatic rifle in there. You won't get away with it, Duran. Maybe not. But at least I'll die in the open, not in that filthy cell. Okay, Lou. There's a gun, boss. Here's the rifle I need. Pocket full of little sandy carpets, what? Now we're on our way. Hey, you're not going to take me with you, are you? You just get nothing. But you think the sheriff Blackburn has been out in California? Let's take him along. He's really going to be on your trail for this. Why don't you get this crazy idea out of your head, Duran? Maybe that's why. Maybe I am crazy. Anyway, I'm going to the mountains where I'll have room to breathe. Come on. Get in the car. Well, why don't you leave me here? Just take the car. Let you organize the party? <laughs> don't make me laugh. That's right. Don't drive so well. Get going. Where to, Duran? My dad's place. Three miles east of Powell and keep off the main road. But Duran's precaution had come too late. Merle, too, of Cody, passing by, had seen Riley come out of the jail, hands in the air. As rapidly as he was able, he produced, pursued the fleeing prisoner and his hostage. But Duran discovered the car behind him. Hey! There's a car following us. Slow down. Take it easy now, Earl. Go on, Mosey! Feed it! Abandoning the chase in the face of Duran's fire, Sue returned to Cody and spread the alarm. Wyoming's greatest manhunt was on. County Attorney Oliver Seven took charge. Get a wire off the sheriff. Blackburn, tell him to fly back here immediately. Yes, sir. Get those prisoners back in jail. Lock them up. Yes, sir. Notify Chief of Police Lewis and Colonel Watson around. Yes, sir. Blockade all roads leading to the mountains. He's headed that way. Yes, sir. Get moving, all of you. Bring your other end back here. Oh. 
time, Durand forced Ryder to drive him by a circuitous route toward his home, your power. Okay, Ryder. Get the line all out. Oh. Yes, yeah. yeah. right, you'll get over it. Come on in the house. Maybe Ma will give you an aspirin. Hey, you don't mean to say you're going to stay here. Well, this will be the first place they'll look for you. Oh, no, they won't. I think I've headed for the mountain. Inside. Okay. Ma! Dad! I'm home again. Oh, my boy. What? Mr. Riley, what are you doing here? <laughs> He's been kidnapped, Ma. I brought him along when I broke jail. Oh, early. How do What's that gun for, son? You broke out of jail, Mr. Durant. I tried to get him not to come here. I had to have some things. Do I get him without an argument, Dad, or do I have to take him? This is your home, son. You're privileged to do whatever you want to in it. Oh, I hardly know you. You look so strange. Not tall like Myra. Forget it. Dad, pack my knapsack with some meals and salt. Get my rifle and some more cartridges. Son, I'll not be a party to this escape of yours. You'll do what I tell you, or else. Oh, don't point that gun at your father. Gotta do what he says, Mr. Durant. He's on some local. Never mind the reason. Get it done, Dad. All right, really. Oh, uh-huh. poor little boy. What have they done? Quiet. Where's the car? Look out that window and see who it is. Well, it's Chuck Lewis and another man. <laughs> He's a police Lewis, eh? Yes. Well, if you're brother deputy, they rail. I told you they'd come here. Well, come out in there. Mr. coming in. Oh, no, he's not. Open that door, Riley. What are you going to do? I said open that door and stand in it. Don't come any closer, Baker. You either, Lewis. Why, you're killing both. Come back here, Riley. Stop, Riley. died immediately before the bullet for the crazed boy. Durand's grief-stricken parents rushed Chief Lewis to a hospital in Powell. But the wounded man died without regaining consciousness. And Earl Durand fled to the hills. Two hours later, he approached the home of a rancher. Well, howdy, Durand. Heard you was in jail. I was. I broke out. Oh, you broke out, huh? Well, don't be hanging around here. I don't want no officers coming around my place. Just stop talking and give me what guns and ammunition you got around here. No, sir, I'm not giving no escape jailbird, nothing. Now, clear out before you hurt me. Give me the guns you've got around here and be quick about it. Now, wait a minute. Don't go getting hot under the collar, young fella. Sure, you can have all the guns I've got. Just got a couple of rifles and a box and two of cartridges. They'll do for a while. Sell them out here. Sure. Sure. Here you are, Earl. Drop around again sometime when you can't stay so long. Goodbye, Andy. See if you can't stop your teeth from chattering. Drop around to Clark's Fort Canyon sometime and see me. I'm living on old Veracruz now. The rancher spread the alarm that Durant had been at his home. A dragnet was spread between the house and the hills. Meantime, parties organized by Stephen were moving in toward the mountains. From Yellowstone County, Montana, to Monday, Sheriff O'Donnell and a party of deputies to assist the Wyoming officers. From Carbon County, Montana, Sheriff McPhee brought a group of men to join the hunt for the useful killer. Meantime, Sheriff Blackburn of Clark County was taken over command with the posthumous. Next morning, March 22nd at 4 o'clock, Art Thornburg was awakened by persistent knocking at his door. Oh, right, all right, all right, keep your shirt on, I'm coming. 
still no sign of him living. I suppose he's still in there. Here we go. Stand up and see if I can sight him. Sorry, this fellow gets a trip sitting behind a tree like that. Yeah, there he goes. Lord! He's ill. It's a wonder he can see him this way. That boy went right between us. First time he's ever been known to miss. That's a miracle. Uncle Lori's practically dark. You know what I think I'll do? No, what? I think I'll see if we can't get some artillery from the National Guard. Sometime during the night, a trench mortar and power is in place, and as a short wave radio portable unit had been installed in preparation for the siege of the killer, Durand had escaped from his rock fortress. At the foot of the mountain, where the base camp was established, Harry Moore, radio engineer, received an urgent message for Sheriff Blackburn. The portable radio receivers carried to the party were in process of being moved up the mountainside. Moore realized that the message would have to be delivered by runner. With two companions, he drove toward the advanced camp. Nearing the scene, he was stopped by a man dressed as a deputy sheriff. Hey, how about a ride up to the camp? Sure, hop in. Nice car you've got here. New one, eh? Yeah. But it looks better going the other way. Yeah? Well, I got a message from the sheriff. What's in it? I don't know. Steel telegram. You better turn around and take me back to town. You nuts. Of course, you were supposed to be chasing Durand. I am Durand. You'll never catch him. What, what did you say? I said I am Durand. Turn around. Uh, yes, sir. Drive me back to Beaver. I've got to pick up some rifle cartridges at the press office. Well, this is as far as you birds go. Stop the car and get out. You got this new car insured? Sure. Well... Wouldn't want to lose any money on it. Don't tell them what it'll look like when you see it again. Don't let that worry you. You mind if I tear these wind wings off? I may have to do some shooting, and I wouldn't want this glass to break my face. So long, Moore. Leaving Moore and his companions stranded near an abandoned mine, Duran drove directly to his hometown, Howell, under the First National Bank. Good morning, Mr. Nelson. Good morning, Why, Earl Duran, what are you doing this here? This is a stick-up, Mr. Nelson. Just tell everybody to do what I say and nobody will get hurt. Well, you can't get away with this, Duran. That's what they've been telling me. Don't worry about me. Oh, what do you expect to get out of this? Whatever money you've got here. Line up against the wall. All of them. Don't do any talking. Be careful with those guns, Duran. Okay, Nelson. Open the vault and let's get going. We can't. The time lock's on and the vault won't open. You're lying, Nelson, but I don't care. I won't get out of here alive anyway. I'm glad you realize that. I'll just take what you got here in the cage and tie you and the other two boys together with these bootlaces and use you to help me get away. Well, there's a couple of thousand there. That ought to do you a while. Sure. Hey, go for it. You and Luke can come over here. All right. Stand back to back with Nelson here. That's it. Now we'll just tie you together like this. And walk into the front door with me. Ahead of me. Rest you people stay where you are. Don't you realize that if anyone sees you in here, we might get killed too? That's you'll have to take. Uh, by the way, I think I'll shoot up the place a little. Just for excitement. Oh, you crazy fool. You'll have every man in town in your neck. So what? Go on, move. Wait a minute. Let me take a look out that door. Oh, so that bird in the drugstore is going to stick his head out, is he? <laughs> That'll discourage him. Look out! <laughs> oh, for God's sake, Joanne. You stopped Johnny. No, I didn't. Some bird across the street did it. I'll get him. Wilson, oh, come on. They got Joanne. He fell back into the lobby. 
Well, I'll do it. He saved his last shot for himself. And he was the guy that couldn't miss. Just a moment, we shall hear the concluding facts regarding our program. Meanwhile, just a suggestion, friends. With the hills and valleys carpeted with lavish displays of wildflowers, many of you will be seeking out your favorite beauty spot. Whether your quest takes you near or far, ensure the full enjoyment of your journey by taking with you the protection of Rio Luz and the smooth, abundant, and money-saving power of Rio Grande Crest. The gasoline of police car performance. And now, Captain Duke. Olderman said his last shot for himself. He made good his boast of never taken alive. As tragic his story may be, Durant's act proved once more the truth was taken. Crime cannot pay. Thank you, Captain Joe. Park County, Wyoming, Sheriff's Office, calling all cars, attempting all cars to cancel the broadcast 207 years regarding an escaped person. Suspect this case committed suicide. That's all. Over and quick. This is your narrator, Fred Lindsay, bidding you good night for Rio Grande. Next week at this time, Rio Grande will present. Case of the rope bound truck. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.